Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, September 4th. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page won a tough Democratic primary, but since the big victory, Page has faced a string of controversies that have some sharply questioning his political standing. If I looked at those numbers, he had 38 percent of the vote. That's not a clear majority of anything, anybody, black or white. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on the tough road ahead for Page's county executive tenure. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says he's pleased the state Senate has passed a measure allowing the attorney general to prosecute murder cases in St. Louis. Parson asked for concurrent jurisdiction after the special legislative session started. He says it's about violent crime, not Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. The only way the attorney general could come in is if the local authorities would ask him to come in. There's no way we're coming in here without somebody in St. Louis wanting us to come in here, i.e. law enforcement in this case. The Senate proposal lays out several ways the attorney general could get involved in a case. The Senate plan now goes to the House. The Post-Dispatch reports House leaders are not saying if they will take up the bill. Missouri reports more than 7,000 college-age people in the state have tested positive for coronavirus since colleges and universities opened for the fall semester. That is fueling spikes in cases in college towns throughout the state. Governor Mike Parson says the one-day positive test rates in some college towns are as high as 45 percent for people in the 18 through 24 age group. That's more than eight times the national rate for people of all ages. Parson says the numbers are worrisome, but adds none of the college-age students in the state have become seriously ill. Some St. Louis-area schools that have welcomed students back in person this fall are trying to make use of schoolyards to keep everyone healthy. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports on the efforts to build outdoor classrooms. Gateway Greening, a nonprofit that supports community and school gardens, is building benches and other equipment for schools. Some of the benches are going to Normandy's Jefferson Elementary School, where students up to fourth grade will return after Labor Day. Teacher Amelia Belziak says they'll be able to hold four classes at once in the expanded outdoor lab. Teachers can pretty much move their class outdoors for regular activities in addition to the unique ones, uh, for example, the invasive species identification activities that we've created. Good air circulation has been shown to reduce the spread of the coronavirus. Doctors and public health experts are encouraging the use of outside space as much as possible when kids return to school. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. A Missouri University of Science and Technology professor says remanufacturing could be the future of economic development in rural areas. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan Alt reports a federal grant is helping to study that idea. Remanufacturing is the process of taking used or outdated machines, fixing and updating them, and selling them. Frank Liu is a mechanical engineering professor at Missouri S&T. He says remanufacturing is a growth industry and could be a great opportunity for rural areas. And the rural area can provide the needed space and workforce. I have uh, some students who are farm kids, and they are very hands-on. They can repair anything. 
Lou says college students starting remanufacturing businesses while still in school can be a big part of that growth. Lou and his team received a $100,000 grant from the National Science Foundation to study the idea. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page emerged victorious from a tough Democratic primary, giving him the inside track to win two more years in office. He has faced a multitude of controversies since that win, some of which showcase a weakness with black voters which could impede his political prospects. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Last month when the minutes were running out on Missouri's primary night, St. Louis County Executive Sam Page fired up his Facebook Live. With his wife by his side, Page declared victory in a contentious Democratic primary where his leadership of the state's largest county was sharply questioned. He declared that he was ready to move forward. For my part, I can say that the campaign battles are all finished and the punches are thrown and forgotten. All differences are put aside so that we can work together through a pandemic and an economic recovery, leaving no one behind. In some respects, Page's sentiments on election night turned out to be wishful thinking. There's been a flood of activity surrounding Page that's been both consequential and controversial. That includes a draft state audit that questioned whether he did enough to counteract Steve Stanger's corruption while he was a councilman. Page says county government will respond when the final audit is released. And we'll be reviewing those recommendations and responding to them like the typical process in an audit. I'm I'm grateful for that review, and I'm grateful for those recommendations, and um, we will look at them, and we will provide our response, and we will adjust um, the way we operate in county government wherever it's necessary. There was also the resignation of Raul Benasco, who oversaw the county jail. His departure came amid accusations from staff that he fostered a hostile work environment and counterclaims that he was facing fierce resistance to enact change. Councilwoman Kelly Dunaway, a supporter of Page, says the situation needs a close and thoughtful approach from St. Louis County's leadership. I do believe that we need to make some changes, we need to innovate, we need to update, and that people who are going to resist change, we have to figure out a way to support them through the change. Bonasco is not the only notable departure from Page's administration. The county executive set off a firestorm when he dismissed Hazel Irby, a former county councilwoman who ran St. Louis County's diversity efforts. Irby says there was tension with Page over funding her department, as well as her refusal to outwardly support his re-election effort. He wanted me to write a statement saying that I support him, he supports me, we work very well together, and I was going to vote for him. And I told him I had to think about that. And then I sent him a message and I said, you know, I thought about that, and when I think about that, that would not be true. When he was asked about Irby's comments earlier in August, Page said he wasn't going to get into a back and forth about her departure and added he had confidence that Irby's replacement would do a good job. But Councilwoman Rita Days says Irby's dismissal showcases deeper issues Page has with St. Louis County's black community. Sam has a lot of work to do here, and it's not, um, I don't don't know if he doesn't believe that, uh, but if I looked at those numbers, he had 38 percent of the vote. That's not a clear majority of anything, anybody, black or white. Days was referring to Page's performance against three other Democrats in last month's primary. While he won in most parts of the county, he lost townships with large black populations. Mike Jones is a former St. Louis County official and a longtime observer of regional politics. 
He was neutral in the Democratic County Executive contest. Jones says white Democrats like Page have long struggled to foster equitable political relationships with black St. Louis County leaders. And it's going to take a level of political skill on the part of his 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 part of the, or his administration to actually manage uh, that relationship to a better place. For his part, Page says that everyone in St. Louis County has work to do in bridging longstanding racial inequities. And I will continue to focus my administration on these questions of race relations. And I think we've all got a lot of work to do to address these, not just my administration, but our whole community. We have to address these these questions of equity and inclusion across our community. We have to get resources to where they're needed the most. As Page deals with this confluence of county activity, he also needs to win his general election against Republican Paul Barry III. While St. Louis County is Democratic-leaning, a closer-than-expected outcome could signify that Page needs to continue to repair his political stock. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. No podcast on Monday. Enjoy the long weekend. I'm Wayne Pratt from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.